Dear friends, I hope this message finds you well. It's incredible to contemplate that we're just a few days away from the Umtav of Shuas. It feels like just yesterday that we were celebrating the Seder. We began the count of the Omer, the count of Sivira, and now again, just a few days, we kind of reached the top of the mountain, literally and figuratively. We reached the end of that countdown towards Matan Torah. The whole, the whole Itzias Mitzrayim, the entire Exodus, was not an ends, it was a means ultimately again to bring us before HaKadosh Baruch Hu at Mount Sinai in order for us to be able to be macabre, to accept upon ourselves the Torah. And the truth is when we contemplate the deeper meaning of Shavuos, sometimes it's not so easy to wrap our head around what is it that we're celebrating, right? If you look at the other Yom Tovim, so often they are rooted or anchored in a miracle. Right? So on the Yom Tov of Sokis, we celebrate the fact that for our sojourn in the desert, HaKadosh Baruch Hu went ahead and took care of us through miraculous means, whether again it's referring to actual huts or the clouds of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Anani HaKavod, which surrounded us. The Yom Tov of Pesach is clear and obvious. Again, Yitzhak Mitzrayim, Exodus, Kriyas Yamsu, splitting of the sea. And we come to Shavuos, and it's interesting because we know what are we celebrating? We're celebrating the reception of the Torah, which is beautiful. But first of all, of course, we'll talk about this in, in future Shi'urim. There's no particular mitzvah that we're anchored in, there's no particular religious rite or experience which we're supposed to devote our energies to. So we celebrate the fact that Hashbarahu gave us Torah, which is fantastic, which is fantastic. But I think it leads us to contemplate a point that I don't know we spend enough time focusing on, which is, what does Torah do for us? And I know that sounds like a little bit of an arrogant type of question. What does Torah do for us? So, on a most basic level, we know the answer. Torah gives us a system of life. Torah tells us what we should do and what we shouldn't do. And through the mitzvot, and through the averos, and through the mitzvot, I say the positive commandments, and the los, I say the prohibitions, we come to understand what the Ratzan Habore, what the true wishes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu really are. Mitzvos, Averos, mitzvos are an expression of divine intent. And Averos are an expression of the things that HaKadosh Baruch Hu despises, that He doesn't want in this world, that He doesn't want for us. So on a most basic level, what we celebrate is that on the Yom Tov of Shuas, we were given a system for meaningful, holy, and expansive living. But I want to share with you an additional idea that I think sensitizes us to a beautiful component of Torah which often goes overlooked. The Gemara Masech Sota, Daf Yom, we just finished Sota not so long ago. So on Daf Mem Bamum Days, page 46b, the Gemara was actually talking about the concept of Egla Arufa. Egla Arufa is the decapitated calf. We know the Halacha. Torah tells us that if you find a person murdered in between two cities, and we don't know again who the murderer was, so we measure the closest city to the corpse, the elders of that city come out, and there's a whole process. There's a whole process. And essentially they say, Our hands have not spilled this blood. And it's such a strange declaration. Gemara says, I don't understand. The elders, the tzaddikim of the town, come out and they make a declaration, we didn't kill this guy. The Gemara says, Did anyone here think that the elders of the city murdered this guy? That they have to make this declaration of their innocence? Rather, the Gemara says something absolutely amazing. The Gemara says, what they're saying is, we didn't see him and allow him to leave the city without levia, without accompaniment. In other words, why was this guy alone? Why was he alone? What, what, what happened over here? How could it be that a Yid, that a Jew, comes to a community and people don't say hello and people don't say a Shalom Aleichem and people don't reach out and people don't get invited, invited for a meal or that when he's leaving the city, 
How could it be that he leaves unattended and there's no one there to walk him out? So the elders say, we didn't see this person. We didn't see this person because had we seen him, we would have escorted him. Had we seen him, we would have been malava him. And the Gemara then goes into a discussion about the importance of livui, the importance of accompanying your guests when they leave your home. And it's not just a, dinner, a guest, it's also a Rebbe is supposed to accompany his Talmud. A Talmud, the student, is supposed to accompany his Rebbe. There's a mitzvah, there's a concept that when someone is taking leave of you, that you walk along, along with them. And the Gemara actually says that if a person if a person walks unaccompanied, there's culpability both on the traveler for walking unaccompanied and potentially subjecting himself to danger, and there's culpability on the part of the host or the community for allowing this individual to go ahead and walk unaccompanied. Incredible, incredible. And the Imar expresses this in so many different ways. The importance of the chesed of being malava of escorting another person. I, the Gemara says, so what happens in a case where a person doesn't have someone to accompany him. It could happen. You could imagine you have a situation like this. A guy's traveling alone. Maybe he's not, there's no one in the city. He comes in, he goes out. What do you do if there's no one to accompany you? So the Gemara If a person is traveling and he has no one to accompany him, what should he do? He should learn. And there's Yasok, do something, engage in Torah a little bit. Shneemar, the Gemara goes ahead and quotes a Pasuk. So fascinating. If you have no one to accompany you, no one to escort you, but you can't travel alone. So how do I do this? I'm not allowed to travel alone because I subject myself to danger, but there's no one to accompany me. Rabbi Shobel Levi says there's always someone to accompany you. And that's Torah. Torah is your best friend. Torah is your leviyah. Torah is your accompaniment. Torah is the entity. Torah is the beloved life partner who never leaves you alone. And dear friends, I think here the Gemara is teaching us about the profundity and the power of Torah. Torah is not just simply a system of do's and don'ts. Torah is not just simply something that tells you, you know, do this mitzvah, avoid this avera. Yes, that is the utilitarian and I'll call it explicit or revealed part of it on a deeper level, on a deeper level. Torah is my best friend in the world. Torah is my yedid nefesh. Torah is my soul companion. Torah is that thing that even when everyone else in the world leaves me, Torah is always here with me. Like David HaMelech writes, Ki imi azavuni. Sometimes my father and my mother, they leave me. Hashem yasvini, Hashem collects me. What does it mean Hashem collects me? Of course it could be referring to a relationship with Hashem, but what it also refers to is your Torah. When a Yid, when a Jew learns Torah, that becomes part of who and what you are. And no matter what else happens in life, that Torah is always accompanying you throughout your journey. You could lose your relationships for a variety of different reasons. You could certainly lose your possessions. You could lose your title. You could lose your status. But the one thing that is always yours, which accompanies you throughout life, is your Torah. As Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi says, Sometimes I'm walking down the road of life and I feel like there's no one and nothing to accompany me. Sometimes in life I feel all alone. To which Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi says, What do you do? Yasok Torah. You feel all alone. Learn. Because learning creates a kindred companionship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. 
Torah creates a connection with the divine. And a Jew who learns Torah never has to be alone. This, dear friends, is the power of the Torah Kedosha. And this is the essence of the Yom Tov of Shavuos. Not only did Hashem give us a manual for successful living, but He also gave us the antidote to life loneliness. Life could take everything from you. Life could take all of your accompaniment, all of your levia. But the one thing that is always yours to accompany you throughout the journey of life is your Torah. That's what Hashem gave us on Shavuos. The ability to never be alone. The ability to always have company. The ability to always feel the embrace of a beloved, warm friend. And His name is Torah. Maybe Zochem Yerz Hashem to maximize our opportunities to come close to our friend. To feel its warm embrace. To never again feel the loneliness of life. This is what we celebrate on Shavuos and Amir Hashem and Zochah to celebrate it each and every day.